Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those that don't know, or for any new listeners, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves just a week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we do the hard work and then we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you, the listeners. That's exactly what we do. And just so everybody knows, we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Exactly right, Ollie. Exactly right. So let's get on with this week's topic, which is tattoos. All the things you said, 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 running through my head. Da, 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 da. Who sings that? Tattoo. Yeah, that's not spelled the same though. T A T U. Didn't they win like X Factor or on X Factor? I'm not sure. I'm not entirely. I think sure. that, and I think they're from Lithuania or Latvia or something like that. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with this week. So, Ollie, tattoos. Right, last week we learned about Barbie. This week we learned about tattoos. I think they're two completely different ends of a spectrum somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd go with that. Like we like always like to do is, what do we know about a topic before we then jump into it? Do you want to let people know what did you know about tattoos? Nothing. I think we we were saying earlier in the week we must be one of very few groups of friends where none of us have got tattoos. I don't really, you know, you know, there's people tattooed everywhere nowadays. None of my really close friends. I've got tattoos, like not even one. Yeah, we haven't, have we? Which is, that that is odd. One of us had one and then got it removed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. My wife's got a tattoo that she got when she was about 16 and underage, uh, but only one and she hasn't got another one since. But so the, the thing that we did know is a bit of drawing or writing on your body that is permanent yeah. and lasts forever. So... Yeah, you've got to be making a, a good decision, haven't you, for for what it is that you want to to get on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, no, what else do I know? I mean, probably hurts, doesn't it? I don't know. I guess maybe it doesn't hurt in all play. I guess some parts of you hurt more than others. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, t- it takes a bit of time. You know, you see people with like full tattoo sleeves. That didn't happen overnight, did it? That's, you yeah. know, you know, I know other people, you know, people at the gym and stuff, they've got like a half tattooed armor, you know, and that eventually i'm going to come up here and you know the, the plan is to have the whole arm done or the whole leg done or something and that's that's an awful lot of time uh, and money and cost i guess yeah, yeah yeah and and money as well but they i think it's fair to say that they're they're getting like more and more mainstream aren't they yeah certainly you know imagine i, I couldn't say how many years ago but a few years ago you wouldn't want to go to a job interview if you had tattoos you'd cover them wouldn't you things like that and you you wouldn't you wouldn't see anybody working on a shop floor with their tattoos out and I know as a teacher that we were advised to to keep tattoos hidden as best we can. And But nowadays, you know, it's not a surprise to see someone with a short sleeve top on and the whole arm tattooed and, and that'd be totally fine. Yeah, I was um, having a little look and I found a study by Ipsos. So they're the people who do surveys. They research people in America. And it said that 30 percent in the US have at least one tattoo. That was in 2019 which had increased from 21% in 2012. So within seven years, it had gone up from 21 to 30%. So yeah, definitely yeah, yeah on the increase. That might be just younger people, mightn't it? Is that like just yeah. 
it's a I don't know is it a typically younger thing I guess and as people are growing up they're getting tattoos maybe I also, so, I also thought maybe well obviously you and I we haven't got a tattoo um but we're thinking that you know people you need to be quite careful and thoughtful about what it is you get tattooed on your body and I was thinking that today we're hoping that we'll tattoo some knowledge on the brain of people who are listening wow yeah, wow. I read about a girl very quickly who got a <laughs> tattoo on her forehead that she'd sold to a company oh, on eBay. Dear. She said, I'll tattoo your your name. I can't, it's Golden Palace Casino or something like that. She tattooed on her forehead to pay, and then they paid her 10 grand to uh, put her kid through college or something. Do you reckon anyone wants to get a two guys, one topic tattoo? <laughs> yeah, what would it take? What would it take for you and I, for the wrap-up episode, to have a two guys, one topic tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, just the logo of a microphone tattoo somewhere. <laughs> if anyone's got a microphone tattoo and you want to pretend it's the two guys on topic logo, <laughs> like retrofit it to, to fit this podcast, let us know. That'd be absolutely incredible. That'd be amazing. But let's anyway, jump in then. So in terms of a tattoo, have you got a definition of what a tattoo is? Yep. Merriam-Webster definition of a tattoo, I think it was. A tattoo is a permanent design or pattern on the skin created by inserting ink or pigment into the skin using a needle. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, but it, it's, um, it's, it's the into the skin part is the important part there. It's not like when we were at school and we draw on our, you know, you draw something and if you draw it hard enough, you think it would stay there forever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, it never does, does it? But I mean, this is in the skin. Definitely. Then led me on to then thinking about, so I, I now know what it is and just have that definition confirmed, but like, why do we even call it a tattoo? And I quite like this, that the word tattoo, it comes from the Tahitan tatau, which means to mark or strike, which is pretty cool. Um, it, it goes back to when we were exploring the seas. So Captain James Cook in 1769 was exploring the seas, went over to the Polynesian islands and stumbled across people who had a lot of tattoos in their um, like ritual tattoos. And they yeah. quite liked them. And they asked them what they were called. And they said they called them a tatau. Yeah, he was in yeah in Tahiti. Yeah, Tahitian word. Um, yeah, in the, in the South Pacific, all those islands sort of in the bottom corner. Uh, and uh, the bottom corner, obviously, as we think of the map, I guess that's not that wouldn't be true for them. So um, sort of getting over to like Australia-ish way, isn't it? But then, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. yeah, those sorts of islands. And yeah, yeah, like you were saying, they would have traditional tattoos. Um, you know, the sorts of ones like like they have in Samoa. You know, they've got those really traditional tribal tattoos. Sometimes yeah. you know, even all over their face and things. And uh, yeah, that they would use the word. They, they, the word is tatau, which means to mark or strike. And obviously, that's where where they came from. And then he took the word. That's not where tattoos came from, though, is it? No. That's important distinction. Because I was like, oh, tattoos have only been around like two hundred years. That's not actually true. No, yeah, absolutely not. And it, it was almost that that reintroduced the West or England, if you like, to tattoos because the sailors that saw them they they really liked them and they liked that there were stories and that there were meaning and that there was some in some reason that the people were then having that these tattoos and so they then thought themselves well i'd quite like to start getting some tattoos and some symbols and 
you know, to represent where I've then travelled to and what I've done. So the sailors then came back to England and started to to talk about them. But we had had tattoos already. The, the interesting thing there is that we used to call it scarring or we used yeah. to call it scratching. So you'd have a, yeah. a scratch or a scarring put on you, in particular in battle. So going back a few hundred years earlier, you would then have a Christian cross maybe tattooed on your chest so that if you died and they found your body, they would then give you a Christian burial. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the thing. It wasn't called, but it wasn't called a tattoo then. No, that's, no, no. That's, that, the, that, that's the distinction here. Like it, it was happening and it has been happening for blimmin' a long time, which we'll talk about in just a sec. But yeah, tattoo as a, as a word came about in the late 1700s that like the romans tattooed people didn't they? the romans would tattoo you as a punishment well even earlier than that wasn't it i think you know let's let's go way back like right back to the start then where the the first known person to be tattooed okay yeah so the first known person so this is what evidenced uh, if you like is somebody called Ertzi, the ice man yeah. Who they discovered, it was a mummy they discovered in 3300 BC. What's that, like 5,000 years ago? That's pretty nuts, isn't it? So they, yeah, they discovered him in the Alps and he had been frozen, basically. So he was really well preserved and still had really good skin on him. And so they were able to date him and realise that he was from 3300 BC. But he had these particular dots and lines of tattoos that are on his lower spine, some of his joints and some other body parts. And they're wondering whether it was either, you know, like a ritualistic tattoo that he'd maybe had, but that's the first known person to be tattooed. And then it carried on, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. 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 And then, and then from there, there is evidence that, that lots of other groups of and civilizations and, and yeah. groups of people have, have tattooed. Egyptians did it like the Egyptian mummies were, were known to have tattoos they had different ones where some Egyptian mummies found that their their skin, they like round by their stomach and their abdomen, that they maybe had some like fertility tattoos on them and stuff. As you said, the Greeks did it and the Romans, they would then tattoo criminals or slaves or people that they had imprisoned for certain reasons. And then yeah. that's in the fourth century AD. And then if you then move way forward again, where we're talking about in the 17th and 18th century that then moves it on to the explorers that we were talking about. And then it just grew from there, really. 19th century, that's when it starts coming quite popular. European aristocracy and the royalty started getting it, and British elite. It was like quite a status thing to have a tattoo. Um, it's sort of carried on from there until now, where it's like pretty mainstream. So how do you get a tattoo then? How does it work? Because obviously we've been doing it for like 5,000 years. So... Let's say, like, I go to the shop today and I ask for a tattoo. You know, you hear that noise. What's happening? <laughs> so, so what's happening is you've got what we term as a gun. So we, you've got a tattoo gun and it's got some needles that are oscillating on it. So going up and down really, really quickly. And they're covered in ink and they then puncture the skin and... They can go into the skin anywhere between 50 and 3,000 times a minute, which is where you're then getting that noise from. Um, but it's important about where they go into the skin. So it needs to go in between 1.5 and 2 millimetres below the surface of the skin. And that's that's quite important. But did you did you read that 
tattooist, they don't ever call it a tattoo gun. Uh, no, what do they call it? They, they like to Needle call blade? it a tattoo machine. They won't ever refer to it as a, as a tattoo gun. That's something that people who aren't in the know. So, uh, yeah, if anyone was in shouting at us then saying it's not actually called a gun. Yeah. So uh, essentially what happens is you take a, a needle with a bit of ink, a blob of ink on the very tip of the needle and you push into the skin about, like you were saying, between maybe one and two millimeters and the ink on the end of the needle gets left behind and then the needle comes back out. Now, our skin is made up of three layers. We won't go too far into this. You've got the main, the top one is called your epidermis. That's the bit of your skin that we know sheds, you know, when your skin peels off. We are, the, the tattoo, the ink of the tattoo is going into the second layer of your skin, which is called the dermis. And this is the bit where your skin doesn't shed. And that's where the, the tattoo, the ink will remain. Um, but yeah, at its most simplest, needle, ink, into your skin. And then a tattoo machine just does it for us loads and loads of times really quite quickly. Like that noise is that is it like like you said, oscillating, that's a fancy word. Yes. Uh, you know, going in and out quite quickly. Yeah. I mean that's but, how it works, right? Well it does now. It does now. But did you, <laughs> did you look into it all about about how they used to do it going way back? I think we've sort of mentioned it already, just from what the word tattoo means, coming from the Tahitian tatau to mark or to strike. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, obviously we and we as in like humans, someone realized at some point that if the ink is deep enough in the skin, it will stay there. So they would cut the skin. They just cut it and just fill it with ink. And then it, when it's healed, the ink would still be there. They would cut or puncture the skin and then they just pour in some, some sort of pigment or something colored so that it would remain. Like they would use rakes and chisels and picks. Yeah. they'd use animal bone so it, it would then be like having a an animal bone that would then get filed down and, and made sharp so it could then pierce the skin so then almost like hammer it in like a dot yeah. at a time and then fill that with ink and then do it another dot and fill it with ink you know really painstaking um taking a long time to get done but it was also very very painful to have yeah, it done like that way I mean, the, the chisel, the chisel has got ink on the end of it. So you go, ding, ding, ding. All right, that's in. Ding, ding, ding. All the way around. And obviously now we've got this needle that, that works um, instead. So, <laughs> so then, so, uh, you know, right. So that's how it works. Okay. So you needle it into your skin. Why does it stay there? Okay. A very common misconception that I thought before I started, and I should have said actually when you said, what did I know about them? Because the ink is low enough into your skin. It stays there, and the reason is because obviously our top few layers of skin shed themselves, but the ink is deposited slightly lower than that, so it never gets shed, and that's the reason it stays there, right? That's I... that's the misconception, which is quite close to it, but not quite why. Yeah, I'd never really thought of that, and then it yeah it made sense. So just as we were saying there, you got your epidermis is your top layer of skin, and that those skin cells live for about two to four weeks, and then they shed. So it'd be pointless if the ink was right on the top of your skin. So exactly, yeah, as Liam was saying there, it has to go in and it goes in one and a half to two millimetres into your skin, into the dermis. And then this is where it gets gets quite interesting, where... It's sciencey. The whole reason why it then stays there is because your body doesn't want it there. It thinks your, your immune system kicks in and it thinks that there's a foreign invader that's trying to infiltrate yeah. the body and get in and so your immune system kicks in 
springs into action, tries to save the body from this wound that's being created and this, this ink that's going in, and it does its best to try and get rid of it. But in doing that, it actually makes the tattoo permanent. Yeah, it sends some cells to the to the ink, the, the damaged region, as your body feels. They're called macrophages. And they go and they're trying to basically, they're trying to gobble up the ink and then like take it away, aren't they? They're trying to help you out. Yeah. But once they've gobbled it up, they then get stuck and they can't remove it. And in doing so, the ink stays like because yeah. it's stuck in these cells. These cells that have gone to save it are actually the ones that have kept it there. And then these cells, these macrophage cells, they don't live forever. They don't last forever. And so you're thinking, well, why is it permanent? Well, those cells must be stuck to it forever. What then happens is these cells then die and they then disappear, these macrophage cells. But instantly again, your immune system kicks in and sends another one to try and get rid of this foreign body that's uh, within you to try and get rid of it. And that, that gets stuck. And this continually happens forever. And that's why yeah. a tattoo is permanent. Sometimes you can get a little bit of fading if it's, yeah. if it's not quite between passed cells. on. Yeah. If it's not yeah. quite passed on properly, the ink pigment between the cells, but essentially that's how and why they're permanent. So what is the ink? Um, you know, this, that was like, then I was like, oh, okay, fine what's this ink we're talking about so the ink this is it's it's basically like anything colored that can be made as a liquid can become the ink right that's essentially <laughs> what it is it takes some pigment so you take some pigment the pigment's like the colory bit and it can be it can be something that we've made or it can be something organic perhaps from a plant or an animal which is what they did traditionally and then liquefy it using water or or alcohol or some other weird stuff we'll use these in a minute and as soon as it's like a liquid like a paste well oh, great game on let's just inject that into the gym yeah that's exactly what happened i was really surprised actually finding that the ink ingredients isn't really well regulated and you can okay. almost put in you can always put in whatever you want and it's saying that there's loads of different recipes. It's almost like there's not two, two of the same recipes or that the types of inks that you might have if you go from one tattoo shop to the next one. It could be made like the, the black ink can be made up from two different recipes. So they, they could be using things like natural products could be used like ashes or graphite um, that, that could be used or even like metals. And then as you were saying, that then gets mixed with the liquid carrier. And that can be anything to do with, yeah, like alcohols, ethanol, vodka, Listerine, glycerin. Like there's, there's just weird stuff. I had a little look at some of the things that can make different colors. So you might be able to guess a couple okay. of these. So what would you be using this for? What color would you be trying to make? So if you were to get some mercury. Red. Yeah. So if you were then to use lead like a light color and like a like a white maybe not yeah. white maybe like a yellow i don't know yeah and then you've also got you've got nickel for black or you've got zinc yeah. which is another yellow or white you've got cobalt for blue like titanium for white copper again can get you some greens so it's it's like all these like metal components can then be used to make basic colors which i yeah, blew my mind a little bit 
And similarly, in the past, the same thing happened. So like, you know, anything they could get that they could then like liquefy, like if they could get some charcoal, some coal or something, right? That's black. If you can then mix that with some water, you've now got like a black paste. Oh, great. Let's just chuck that underneath the skin and it will stay forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything, you know, if you, if you find like a, a, like a tree with some red bark on it, if you could liquefy that or paste it up, well, there we go. We've got a red tattoo. Off we go. Um, and then tap it into somebody's skin. Yeah. I think you use leek juice and insect eggs. What colours would they have been? I don't know. But obviously someone's gone, oh, that's a nice yellow. Let's uh, get that in there. <laughs> yeah. you know, like plants, like quite often these plants, especially plants are colourful. You know, if you took, took a daffodil, mashed up the yellow leaf and mixed it with some water or some alcohol or something, you've got yellow, haven't you? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if that does work. I wonder if that does work. Uh, one of the things I know we we're saying about where you then tap it or scar it in, going way, way back, and we're now using the gun. So the gun, which isn't actually a gun, we learn it's called a machine. So the, the the tattoo machine that was patented in 1891, and it's patented oh, wow. by a guy in New York called Samuel O'Reilly. And the gun hasn't really changed very much since 1891. It's still pretty much the same same technology that's being used today. So this is yeah, as we were saying, you've got this tattoo machine that's oscillating piercing the skin between 50 to 3000 times a minute which sounds pretty painful doesn't it yeah and it is painful uh, we obviously one thing is is it painful better look into that as well and the difficulty here is it's completely subjective everyone's got a completely different pain threshold so someone says something doesn't hurt and then it hurts and it's, it's very hard for us to say what doesn't doesn't hurt but typically the more fleshy part of your body that you're getting tattooed doesn't hurt as much as somewhere that's a bit more bony or do you know what I mean? And that's, yeah, that's a pretty decent assumption to make. I was reading a blog by a tattoo artist saying about which bits don't hurt. And, you know, they're talking about like your arms, particularly your forearms, your shoulders, uh, your, the, your calves, the backs of your legs, your thighs, you know, but bits were a bit more meaty. Yep. Probably not going to hurt so much, but like your shins or your knees or your feet and hands and head, like it was ribs, particularly bony area is going to be a bit painful. Ouch. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. On the, Going back to olden times when they were having the tattoos and they were super painful, it, it was seen as being quite disrespectful if you were a, like a Samoan warrior and you weren't able to go through with finishing your tattoo. It was like uh. shown as a sign of weakness. So wow. you definitely didn't want to end up with having, you know, like one of the face tattoos or one of the, you know, the the big arm tattoos and you've only half finished it because then mm-hmm. you really like look down upon within the army. Apparently the, the the feeling or the sensation of it is, it's quite a bit of a, like a hot burning pain. People describe it depending on the certain areas that you then get to or a bit of a stinging sensation. So it could be, a, you know, like you're being stung by a bee, people are saying. Over and over again. Um, but the, yeah, continually. But there, apparently there are some other factors. I was reading about that, again, apparently women, they've got a higher pain threshold than men. Okay. So we're saying about it depends where you get tattooed. They've actually got a higher pain threshold. And it's also down to if you've had a tattoo before, then you're probably better prepared. And so it won't feel as painful the second time, which sort of makes sense as well. 
Okay. And you're just talking about like olden times. That leads me nicely to, to it could be dangerous, right? And we know for, for a long time there was, you know, dangers associated with tattoos, particularly around because it's a needle and it's blood and it's your skin, particularly around like infection and transmission of disease and things like that. It's not so bad nowadays, is it? There's much more regulated uh, unless you go somewhere real dodge. But certainly that is something to consider, I think. So there was actually a ban in New York City on tattooing between 1961 and 1997, apparently because of an outbreak of hepatitis B. Wow. So, yeah, it's not it's not something it's not such a bad thing for us to think about, like, like, like that. But I think I did read about, you know, things like scarring, like you get a tattoo, but your body reacts differently to the ink and you scar. You know, it doesn't come out looking like what you wanted it to look like. That's that's something to consider. Yeah, I guess you're not. If you haven't got a tattoo, how are you going to know that's going to happen? Then you get like a massive lion tattooed on you. you (laughs) Then you realise your body can't cope with it. People do get allergic reactions. That apparently that's that's more common than you might think. Um, But yeah, definitely making sure that the the tattooist that you're going to has a nice clean uh, studio where they are that they're using fresh needles that they're not like reusing stuff from before and making sure it just looks like a you know go to someone who's recommended is basically that as well like like if you got one in a prison for example yes like you know i mean we'll talk about that in a sec obviously prison tattooing is a thing isn't it it's quite a big thing and uh you know i can't imagine they are regulated and that they are using clean equipment at all times you know they are using they probably are using hammer and chisel like there you go do you know what I mean like yeah I got a D at GCSER I'll do the tattoos uh, that sort of thing <laughs> so talking of prison tattoos then did you look into stuff like getting the teardrop and what the teardrop means yeah I did I did like tattoos with meaning there must be a whole load of tattoos out there that you get them for certain reasons and Again, this is quite a subjective thing, isn't it? That there are, it's all, it's down to yourself, a lot of it, which is quite interesting. Um, but it's something that I'm always intrigued about. I don't know about yourself when people have got tattoos, like what's the meaning behind it? Sometimes there's some interesting stories, or sometimes it's like, yeah, I just fancied it. I just thought I'd yeah. quite yeah. like that. But yeah, other, so, other times, other times there, there can actually be some proper meanings behind them. So, what's the teardrop mean? So, I was reading that it symbolizes that you have killed somebody or that you've been yeah. involved in a murder of somebody. Yeah. I read that one too. If it's just an outline, apparently it can symbolize attempted murder though. If it hasn't been colored in. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I then did also have a little look into that. I think maybe people sometimes get them now as a status to try and give off the impression that maybe. they've been involved in gang stuff, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. like, some rappers or music- musicians who want to have a harder persona than what they actually have might then yeah. actually get some. Apparently, I don't know. If somebody yeah, there's lots. There's lots of prison tattoo meanings. There seems to I searched that prison tattoo meanings and I got like ten prison tattoos and what they mean. And uh, yeah, one of them was the teardrop. There's there's one where they get five dots, and then four of the dots represent the four walls, and the dot in the middle represents the person in the prison to show that they've done time. Like, and then there's, there's loads of different gang ones that we didn't go into that, rep, you know, you wouldn't want to be a different gang member to see it, I guess. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know any about that. Famously, that you've got the Japanese gangs used to get them. So the, 
the Yakuza over in okay. Japan. So tattooing was banned in Japan for a long time. But then the the Yakuza, they would get full body tattoos and they'd obviously yeah. they would get them to depict different mythical things or things that they'd done as part of being a, associated with the criminal in underworld um, or, you know, cultural things, whatever it might have been. But they were often hidden. So a full body tattoo, they were hidden and people then didn't necessarily find them until the person then died. But yeah, have a full body tattoo. Wow. I, I, have you got any more of that? What else you got? Uh, I think sailors is probably a pretty oh, yeah. well like an anchor. One. Yeah, I quite like this. I quite like this. So, like we were talking about earlier about Captain Cook uh, and tattoos that the sailors then saw, they then thought, actually, yeah, I'm going to start having some of my own ones have some meaning around it. So, if you cross the equator, you would get a tattoo of a turtle. So that would then show okay. that that you're a yeah someone who travelled a well travelled man. If you had a swallow, you know, you'd normally see like a swallow tattooed on yeah. people's hands. Yeah. That meant that you were, the sailor had travelled 5,000 miles as wow. well. Okay. And then there'd also be one where they'd get an anchor as well. But I've lost what the meaning of that is. Like Popeye. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, if you're Popeye, you can get an anchor. Or if you want to be like Popeye, get an anchor. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the most popular tattoo is in the world? No, I don't know this. I'm not, I, and I did read the meaning is sort of almost a given. Most popular tattoo in the world is, give everybody time to think, what do you think it is? Give you a clue, it's an animal. Oh, I was going to say mum in a heart. No, traditional, that's number six. Butterfly is the number one tattoo. Ah, okay. Butterfly, you know, representing coming out of, you know, you've gone from a caterpillar to a butterfly, that sort of thing. Number two is a dragon. No, sorry, number two is a rose. Number three is a dragon flower snake traditional tattoo lion etc 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 um yeah that's the most popular tattoo in the world apparently nice so you've got you've got your tattoos i was then thinking about some of the ones with meaning where you can sort of age people with them as well like over the decades yeah. which is quite interesting okay. like where you had i don't know what it must have been in like the 90s was it where you had um, Pam Anderson? She had like that barbed wire one around wire. the top of her, top of yeah, her, yeah, yeah. her bicep, around her arm, and then yeah. people started getting that. And then, then you had people who would get them on the bottom of their lower back in like the nineties. Yep. So yep. you knew, like it was a nineties one. And then guys getting like big tribal ones in like two thousands and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they come in fashion. They're fashionable, aren't they? Where where and when you then get them. So what if? So what if 20 years down the line, you don't want it? Did you look into tattoo removal? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a massive part about this. Apparently, 17 of all tattooed people regret their tattoos. And there are three main reasons for them regretting them. One of them is... Ex-girlfriend? Been the name Ex-partner's name? <laughs> Ex-partner, yeah. They then think it doesn't look good, or they just think, oh man, that's stupid. Why did I get that done? Yeah, like we were saying, our friend did have a tattoo, had it lasered off. So, yeah, I mean, the number one way, the number one way to remove a tattoo is with laser surgery. Um, and I, But do you know how laser surgery works? I did have a little look into this, and it, it isn't the laser that removes the ink, is it? No. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that's that's news to me. Yeah, it was it was news to me as well that I was reading that the lasers, 
they emit these little short bursts of energy at a certain wavelength. Um, it's got a fancy name, this. It's called selective photothermolosis. Oh, nice. Selective <laughs> thermomolosis. <laughs> photothermomolosis. And what it does, it's shooting these this bursts of energy at the tattoo, and it breaks down the pigments of the tattoo into tiny particles. And then you then absorb them. You then absorb them into your bloodstream. They then yeah. get taken to your kidney. And then you end up weighing them out. Yeah, like we're saying, uh, you know, these these cells that can't take away the ink suddenly because the ink is shattered. Basically, you know, imagine a plate gets shattered to loads of pieces. An ant can't take away a whole plate, but an ant can take away a little bit of a plate. So yeah. the the uh, the uh, the laser shatters the um, the ink. You know, at a level that you can't really see. You can't tell that's happened. Uh, and then the the cells can can take them away. When you're saying you can't really see it, it takes a long time to get a yeah. tattoo removed. And I was, I was reading just about the costs of it, that it's generally it costs about 10 times the amount that it costs to get your tattoo done in the first place. So, yeah, if even more reason to then think, should I actually get this tattoo in the first place? But there's there's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rule or a bit of a way of figuring out how yeah. easy it might be to remove it, isn't there? There's something called the Kirby Desai Scale which is a predictive scale that looks at like factors about your tattoo and it guesstimates how much or how many sessions you're going to need of laser surgery. So they reckon it's about 80% accurate and it takes into account things such as your skin type. Like, are you light skinned all the way up to dark skinned where it is, how much ink's involved. And it, it, it gives all of these different things, a value like a, a number one to six and then you add up all of your score, and that tells you how many sessions you need. So, for example, if you have very dark skinned, that is six points on this scale. So you're automatically going to need six sessions. If the location of your tattoo is, say, on your hands or feet, that gets five points. So you've now got 11 points. So you now need 11 sessions if you're a dark, really dark skinned person with a tattoo on your hand that you want gone. And then it includes things like how much ink is involved, how much scarring there is, what colors are used in the tattoo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You go through this little chart, put in all your things. It gives you a number and tells you how many sessions you need. Nice. Weirdly, I was reading that the darker the color of the tattoo, the easier it is to remove with the laser, yep. which yep. I would have thought it'd be the other way around. It'd be easier to get rid of a yellow or a blue, but apparently not. Yep. So the darker it is. And then also... This one makes more sense to me that it's easier to remove amateur tattoos compared to professional tattoos. And that's because like the quality of the ink and how they would have gone in and everything that, that goes with it. So that that makes complete sense. Yeah. Layering. If, if your tattoo has lots of layering, you have two points. If your tattoo has no layering, you have no points. So that doesn't you know, if you've got a single layer tattoo, it doesn't matter. But if you've got a lot of layering where a professional has gone over it, and shaded it, you know, put loads of ink on top of everything. All right. That's two points. Yeah, okay. Now that sounds good. A couple of things. Once you've then had the treatment as well, cigarettes can slow down the tattoo removal. So weirdly, because you need your blood circulating, and as we learned, smoking slows down your blood circulation to then take it away. So you want you want your blood circulating nice and quickly to be taken away these pigments. So if you have a cigarette, it'll slow it down. Whereas conversely, if you hit the gym, will actually speed it up and accelerate it. So have your treatment, then do a little bit of a workout and it will help it disappear quicker. What about if you've got tattoos everywhere? 
And some people do. Some people Did do. Did you read about Mr. Lucky Diamond Rich? Oh yeah. I've seen some I've seen some incredible sights this week. Tell tell everyone about this. The the most tattooed man. He he is is in the Guinness Book of Records. He is he claims to be over a hundred percent tattooed. How is that even possible? So what he's done is he's tattooed every part of him, but then he's gone into into doing like white tattoos over the top of his dark tattoo. So like he's more than a hundred percent tattooed, like double tattooed in places. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's imagine how much surgery uh, surgery. Well, yeah, I suppose laser surgery. How much surgery would he need to get that gone? He's had his ears, insides of his ears, gums, eyelids, everything. Absolutely nuts. I've seen pictures this week where people, you can get your eyeball tattooed as well, can't you? Yeah, extreme body modification. It like, it just went on from tattooing. Yeah, the whites of the eye tattooing. Yeah, that's that's pretty grim. I, I looked at some other stuff. It's called corneal tattooing. But I looked, do you read about, we were saying about they used to be called like scarring. There is There is a body modification like trend to scar your own body. So you don't even tattoo, you just scar yourself with a scalpel or something so that your skin scars as a picture oh wow that's grim and then there's stuff like implants you know where they have like stuff implanted in their skin so it looks like they've got horns or something ultraviolet tattoos so they glow in the dark they sound uh, safe having having your ears cut so they look like you've got elf ears like it's like a it's like a we, we could do a whole separate episode on body modification yeah um yeah you've probably you know, they have like magnets inserted under the skin so that they can attach metal things to the skin. So like um like spikes, like you see <laughs> yeah. people with like spikes. So they've had like a, a, ta- a magnet under the skin and then a, a second one on top of the skin. But, oh, it's nuts. Anyway, yeah, that, that's some weird, weird, I don't know. I, th- I, I don't know. Is weird the right word? Certainly some very strange images, like you're saying, <laughs> I've seen this week. Um, in terms of tattoos... I know that that's one way about going about it and going, you know, needing tattoos. Then the other reason is that people sometimes need it or have it for cosmetic reasons, don't they, as well, which is worth just thinking about. Yeah, you can get your eyebrows tattooed, can't you, for example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, I've read as well, you can get lip liner tattooed. Can, so can you get eyeliner under your eye? I mean, I guess you can because you can have your eyelids tattooed. So I guess you could get that done, couldn't you? I wonder, I wonder. But then things like if people have needed to have mastectomies and stuff, they then... Yeah, they then amputations, have, things yeah. like that. And then and then tattooed over the scarring and things like that. Um, as a, yeah. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, there's... Uh, four, that, four, yeah. Just, to, just to think about. And then maybe just um, a couple of last little bits from me that links back to last week's episode where we had... We did Barbie last week, didn't we? Yeah, and you can get totally styling tattoo Barbie, we said. (laughs) There is actually a link. In 2009, they released a Barbie that would come with tattoo stickers, and uh, it was infamously rejected. (laughs) Yeah, a a little bit controversial. And Barbie was, as well, apparently, the first commercial toy to have tattoos, which was butterfly art Barbie, which probably goes back to what you were saying, butterflies being the most popular tattoo. Butterfly art Barbie, which first appeared in 1999 so yeah if you want to learn about barbie and where she came from and her inspiration go back and uh, have a listen to last week's episode okay 
Have you got a takeaway, like a, a, a the best fact you found out this week? What's the uh, what's the best little nugget of information you've got that is sort of somehow linked to tattoos? <laughs> yeah, okay. So my two guys, one topic takeaway is a bit of an odd one. Sort of links back a little bit, I think, to some of your body modification stuff. I didn't know that people collect tattoo skins. Oh, that's grim. Yeah. Because uh, I... I, I've assumed that you've meant the grim thing as well. You mean, you mean literally like they've scalped someone and cut their skin off. They collect them. So what you can do is Ugh. when you when you die, and this in particular links back to the yakuza, so the Japanese gangs that I was talking about earlier. So they're super famous, as I was saying, for having these all body, super intricate tattoos that they have, and these full body tattoo suits. What they can then do is when they then die. They can either be donated or they can be sold and people will buy them. So the main museum in Tokyo, they have more than a hundred human pelts um, for you to go and have a look at, which sounds absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've said in this podcast, like not this episode, but that sounds grim though. <laughs> it does. That definitely does. Go on then. Tell us what is your two guys, one topic takeaway. We said that, Romans would tattoo people as a punishment and it would like show whatever they've done wrong. That is where the word stigma comes from. A little bit of etymology for us. You know, to say, you know, if we have a, someone has a stigma about something. Yeah. Okay. It, it would mean to, um, to, you know, you like, you like assume something about someone straight away. Yeah. Right. The word stigma comes from the Greek, from Greek, which means to carve or to mark as a sign of punishment or disgrace. So you would look upon someone with a tattoo and you will immediately have an opinion about them, you know, that they are bad. Yeah. You would have a, they would have a stigma attached to them. Yeah, okay. And the word stigma comes from tattooing, as in they would tattoo someone, you would look at them and they'd be tattooed and you would now assume that they are naughty or bad or whatever. And then we've taken the word stigma to, you know, similar, a stigma is attached to them because of whatever. Yeah. To stigmatize. It's come from the. It's come from tattooing. Nice, nice. Little, like etymology, little bonus etymology for today. How that's quite a good one. Etymology, Liam strikes again. You love yeah. that. Nice. Anyway, what? So, what would you make of the episode then? Hey, I don't know. Am I going to go and get a tattoo now? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I did, sorry. I, there's one thing I've got to say. You said about when when it hurts and what doesn't hurt. Uh, I, if you need to get one though, you should get one in winter. Because apparently in the summer, your skin's been bashed by the sun and it's hot, cold, hot, cold, in and out of the outside. You know, you've got a T-shirt on. In the winter, your, your skin is much less battered and it's much nicer to get a tattoo in the winter. Yeah. So I stop so, that on real quick. But anyway, so, what so have what, I learned? So you're thinking uh, that you won't, you won't get one on your ankle or your collarbone or your ribs? No, I'm not getting one anywhere bony. If I'm getting one, it's going to be somewhere a bit meaty. I'm going to get it done in winter in a proper shop. And I'm not going to let someone hit me with a hammer and chisel or cut me and pour charcoal into me. <laughs> nice. And while they're doing it, you can actually tell them about the Tahitian tatau and let them know where it yeah. comes from to mark or strike, which is quite good. Yeah, mate. Good episode this week. Again, like random. Uh, I already know ahead of time what we're doing next week. And again, it just, it just the randomness keeps on coming. So uh, hopefully, though, we have managed to tattoo some information into your brain as I like per it. what you said at the start. I like it. 
<laughs> um, if you'd like to let us know or you'll show us your tattoos anyone got a tattoo of a microphone that'd be the coolest thing ever let us know hit us up on any of the socials at two guys one topic we love hearing what you've said and responding to messages and stuff but until next week get out there and share some tattoo knowledge